Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Welcome, everyone. Hello. It's the Modernizer Die Podcast, Brad and Eric edition. Uh, we put Gavin behind the scenes today. Gavin's actually under the desk right now with <laughs> wires connected together making the podcast work. And the technology is amazing. Even though we're thousands of miles away, Eric, it looks as though we're sitting in the same room, doesn't it? It does. Put it right there. Yeah. yeah. Actually, uh, <laughs> we are in the same room today. Crazy as it seems, it's still a fake room. But if anybody knows how to get us out of here, please send a message. Uh, Brad, Gavin, and I are on site with a client this week, and they're kind enough to lend us some space, and we're coming to you live, in person. <laughs> a little crazy. Yes. So this is the, uh, <laughs> what, the February 4th uh, News Edition, episode 39. So I'm Brad Wood. I'm Eric Peterson. And uh, a little thanks to our sponsor, Orta Solutions. So uh, living in legacy environment is kind of like living in chains. Dragging a ball and change, you're restricted in your movement, your capacity. So each new line of code you add, each new dependency you integrate on top of your legacy application only makes the chains stronger. So your monolith will keep growing. Ordis can help you tame your monolith and modernize today. Thank you, Ordis Solutions, for sponsoring. Yep. So news and events. Uh, we have some Adobe Roadshows and happy hours. Um, so I haven't read too often much about these because these always happen on the on the West Coast. And I I'm, think these are all in California. Yeah, I'm in flyover <laughs> country in Kansas City, and nothing interesting ever comes over there. But it looks like we've got uh, Sacramento, San Francisco, San Jose, Los Angeles, and Orange County all on the schedule. So it's coming up in just a couple weeks, and instead of the normal <coughs> breakfast meetups, these are going to be a happy hour type reception. Wow. So they're going for a little more relaxed environment coming. Um, meet with Adobe and other uh, ColdFusion users. I think Adobe is hoping to have some 2020 demos as well to play around with. Oh, that so. sounds pretty cool. I, I've heard rumors of uh, ColdFusion 2020 maybe being open in a pre-release, but if it was, I guess we couldn't talk about it, so <laughs> maybe that's happening. Um, awesome. So it looks like the times are a little bit different, too. It says the networking mixers in our show notes here are from 6 to 8 p.m., so uh, email Keyshore at adobe.com to RSVP. Awesome. Next up, there is a Fusion Reactor live stream coming up a week from today on February 11th. It's at uh, 7 p.m. UTC. It's 11 a.m. Pacific. American time. American. <laughs> <laughs> so I believe these are going to be Charlie Earhart and uh, Michael Fluitt, Mikey, from uh, the Fusion Reactor team. Should be pretty good. I always love the, the Fusion Reactor demos and QA sessions. I love that tool, but I know very little about it. So well, we <laughs> used it we used it a lot today, just today. Yes. We've been using it to find some slow stuff. Uh, so I know Fusion Reactor 8.3 is on the radar, uh, mostly because I bug Fusion Reactor guys all the time about little enhancements and features. And there's a number of things that I'm looking forward to in the 8.3 release. So I'm sure they love you for it. <laughs> <laughs> love. <laughs> So yeah, a week from the day, put it on your calendars. In uh, news of releases, we also have uh, Lucy 5.3.4 was finally released. Uh, today. Yes, today. Right? I don't know. My days are all blurring together here on site. Uh, but they, they had a release candidate for quite some time since late last year. 
uh, that was out, and I think they made a second release candidate, so it finally went stable, the patch, uh, or build 77. So I think this is especially exciting for you, Brad, because you've been waiting for this to release the Command Box 5 release candidate, right? <laughs> yes, this is this has been a very long-awaited release for me personally. Uh, Command Box version 4.8, the current stable version, still, to this day, in 2020, does not support Java 11 or Java 13 for that matter. Um, and so I've been waiting for a lucid release uh, that supports uh, Java 11 and doesn't have debilitating regressions that prevent me from being able to use it. So Lucy 534 looks to be uh, the magic release uh, for now that uh, I can upgrade command box to use and I can get Java 11, Java 13 support uh, and it all looks like it works. So that'll all be rolled into a command box 5 release candidate, hopefully very soon, depending on if I, when I can get a free <laughs> evening this week, uh, so we can get some eyeballs on it and then uh, get it released. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. So, it, Lucy 5.3.4 is up on Forgebox right away. Correct. Um, make, this is a great time that you'll find out how uh, specific your semantic version ranges are. <laughs> uh, it will likely update you automatically unless you've locked in. Yeah, so if you have CF Engine equals Lucy or CF Engine equals Lucy at five, you will automatically get it. So yes. we may or may not have <clears throat> accidentally found some issues by automatically getting it today. Yes. Being like, what, what changed? <laughs> oh, we started on our server this morning and got Lucy 534. We didn't realize that. It's also a nice time to plug that if you are using Command Box to run your servers, CF Config will copy over when you update from Lucy 534. Three to five, three, four. That is correct. And if yeah. you don't use CF Config and you've already <laughs> updated, you can install it, export from the old server, and put it in. So, exactly. Yeah. Anytime you start a server in Command Box, and it's the, the first time you started a server of that version, if you've previously started a server of the same engine and a previous version in the same folder, then CF Config is installed. It'll just suck those settings across, and hopefully, it'll just work for you. Right. Oh, lots of releases this week. What do we have next, Eric? We had CB validation released, uh, both 2.0 and 2.1. <laughs> that um, was fast. It was fast. I bugged Luis because I wanted a couple extra things. Um, so, a few features, improvements, and a couple bug fixes. Some of the most of the new features are new validation rules, things like required unless, required if. There's now a unique validator built in that does not depend on CBORM. Um, some really neat stuff there. You can go check that out on Forgebox and uh, see how it can help you. So if you were to wrap up uh, CB Validation, CB Validate in one word, Eric, this latest release, what would you call it? One word? Yeah. This is not in the show notes, by the way. I'm just making this up. Uh, validific. Ooh, I don't know. I made a word Validific. That's <laughs> validific, folks. Sounds like something like the Smurfs would say. I aim to impress. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so another exciting announcement. This is a, a busy news cycle, as Ben Shapiro says, cycling. Uh, Michael Bourne is announcing a new uh, CF project called CF Snippets, and I believe... Uh, no, this is not what, what Eric and Gavin have been working on. This is something uh, different, isn't it? Uh, it says here, you always want a nice cheat sheet uh, website for CFML. We could grab uh, like a data source config, not have to Google search for it. Um, you wanted to highlight script syntax, have a, a modern site, and so he's uh, Michael Bourne has built a searchable code snippet site 
to build uh, CFML examples for beginner intermediate developers as well as cheat sheets and libraries for Coldbox and Logbox and Boxbox and all the boxes. So um, he says though the CF snippet is not a replacement for cfdocs.org. Uh, CF Docs is, like, is more of a reference site. Here's all the functions and everything they do. CF Snippets is more, here's an interesting chunk of code that I might want to use later on um, in an upcoming site. So, right. I, I like to think of CF Snippets, if you've ever gone to the view documentation, there's the guide and the API, and that's almost like you know CF Docs or the official docs from Adobe and Lucy. And then they have this cookbook site where it's like, here's how you do... Uh, this form field with view. Here's how you do this. And that's kind of what snippets kind of looks like. Yeah, it's a little, it's a recipe site. And I agree with uh, Michael for sure on the H2 database configuration. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Ever. Ever. And you it would be nice it. to even put in ones like, you know, my SQL, SQL Server, because the only way I ever get it out into my CF config file is I clicked around in an administrator. It will be nice to copy and paste. <laughs> nice. So that is cfsnippets.com. I just pulled it up right now. It's, uh, it's, I don't know if the site is open source, but I know Michael used some neat technology and uh, Ordis products to build it. Built on Coldbox. Oh, it is open source. I found it at the bottom. Sweet. Coldbox, uh, Elasticsearch using CB Elasticsearch. Oh, nice. So, and I believe Bulma for the CSS, though. Don't quote me on that. So if I search for Brad, what comes up? Anything? Oh, there are no snippets that include the word Brad. This is the Not travesty. Yet. Everybody, so get on it. Can I, can I submit <laughs> snippets then? I bet you could do a pull request. So. There we go. Yeah, open source, the website and the code snippets. Here you go. Learn CF slash CF snippets. Boom. I love it. It's all here in GitHub. Okay, that's pretty exciting. So check out cfsnippets.com and uh, have to get the community putting some cool stuff in there. I like that. Thanks, Michael. Okay, we have another order solution webinar coming up. It's, Actually. Or no, wait. This was the past webinar. Yes, yeah, the past one. Uh, so we have the recording up then. Correct. Some some guy named, this is my show notes say, Eric Peterson some did guy. this one? I don't, you, you, have you heard of him? I have, unfortunately. Sounds crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I was in the CB Inertia, but I was working and kind of half paying attention. There was quite a few people in there and yeah, a lot had, of questions. We had a good turnout. So uh, CB Inertia, for anybody who didn't make it or maybe made half of it, is uh, a library to help you use Coldbox with Inertia JS, which is a uh, a new JavaScript framework-ish. They explain better Ish. on their website. But it's a way to take your current Coldbox app and maybe use React as the front layer or, or as the view layer or view as the view layer instead of just traditional views. It does it in a really nice way and the webinar will take you through it and why you might want to use it. So it's up now. You can go to ordersolutions.com slash events slash webinars to see all of the webinars. And inertia will be right there at the top right now. Awesome. Uh, so it looks like the uh, live streaming thing that Gavin and Michael have been doing is uh, coming to fruition, I think. They have a live coding challenge. I'm trying to read here in the show notes to see what it says here. Um, I'm not sure if it's actually done. Uh, this is me every day. What's that? That's me every day. Okay. All right. Correction from our technical our support over here. This is Gavin has been doing a live code challenge every day. Um, oh, okay. Used to be doing some JavaScript katas, but since CFML is now on, 
It's a mix of Code Wars. It's a mix uh, of CFML and JavaScript. Uh, I got to be on it last night with Gavin, and we did a little pair programming, and then made fun of your solution on Code Wars. So. Uh, which which uh, which Kata was it? Um, Scrabble Scrabble Score. We made fun of you for using a list function. Oh, so. well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why I used a list function because I, I wanted to have. Um, uh, I wanted to find all of the letters of the alphabet and map them, if I recall. To the um, to the number of points you would get, and to declare it as an array, you have to put quotes around each individual item in the array, and so it's less typing just to type a common limited list string, and then at the end just go to array, and I can save myself like a good fifty single you know tick characters when I make the code. Well, guess what? Anybody can go to Code Wars and see for themselves and join me in heckling you. They can. Do, do we do we do we have Code Wars in the show notes, or can we can we talk about that now? Is that uh, go ahead. So now we've been talking about Code Wars, and I've got to admit, Eric, it's a little addictive. Uh, I've spent way too many hours playing with Code Wars. Um, so Code Wars is a website, CodeWars.com. You go to it, you sign in. I just sign in with my GitHub account, single sign-on. It's super easy. Um, and the site has all these different languages, and there's little, you know, katas, little tiny exercises. You know, it's just a function. You have to implement some code in the middle. When all the test cases pass. Ta-da! You know, you've you've completed the kata. You can refactor it, you can submit your solution. And so we recently got ColdFusion added to Code Wars because it runs the code on their servers. So you right. type code in your web browser, you hit, you know, attempt, and it actually spins up a Docker container in the cloud, it you know, running ColdFusion or Rust or Clojure, or JavaScript, you know, Kotlin, whatever languages is you've selected, it runs the test suite and then you get the results back right there in the browser. So we have a command box based solution that you can do ColdFusion katas, but uh, you have to, the kata translations have to be made for ColdFusion. So that's what I've been spending a lot of my time is going in, solving katas in JavaScript, and a lot of them are really fun, really simple. Some of them you can write in one line of code if you're clever enough, and then I'll create the, the ColdFusion translation of the kata, but then I have to wait for someone in the Code Wars community to come <laughs> along and approve my translation, which I hate waiting. I have about like 10 pending translations for ColdFusion right now. And I check every day to see if the new ones came up that I can solve. And um, there's really easy ones, and there's also really hard ones. Um, I Just to see what it was like, I, I took one of the hardest ones on the site, and it took me several hours to complete. It was a very you know complex problem you had to solve, and there were just dozens and dozens of unit tests that had to be passed. Um, but you get a lot of points when you solve a really hard one, you can kind of level up faster. You solve an easy kata, you get like one or two points, you know, it kind of barely levels you up a bit. So you can kind of decide how hooked you want to get, but it's been difficult for me to drag myself away from, <laughs> from So if you're wondering wars. why Command Box 5 doesn't have a release candidate, because I've Brad spent is on Code Wars. <laughs> the last week on Code Wars, that is absolutely right. So for Gavin, if you follow him on Twitter, bringing it back to Gavin, not Brad. Uh, yeah, it's all about uh, Gavin. <laughs> Gavin, Gavin, Gavin. If you follow him on Twitter, you'll see when he goes live, he streams there, and then the replays are saved on his YouTube right. channel. So, so yeah, when you, when you solve a kata, it shows all the other solutions. Which is why when you we and, heckle you, yeah, when you and Gavin finish solving the kata, you could see how my solution was. I mean, it's kind of embarrassing when you write like you know twenty lines of code and you're like, yeah, this looks good, and you hit submit, and it pulls up the solution page, and you see someone you know, and they solved it in like three lines of code, and you're like, oh, geez, yeah, that, that yeah, was that's us, really <laughs> that was us last night. We spent a lot of time like playing around, making it look nice to us, and the first solution was John Bearquist and it was like this beautiful one-liner and I'm like why couldn't that have been at the bottom <laughs> made me feel better about myself at least but uh, you do you can't upvote people's people's solutions and you give the you get credit for that 
Well, it, sound, right. it sounds like there's some more. Enough about Code Wars. <laughs> Curse you, Code Wars. Um, it sounds like there's some more CF Summit videos that have been released. I know those have been trickling out for a while. Um, not all of them. Not all of them. So there's 22 videos in the playlist. I'm guessing it looks like yours is not there. It's such I a, is not there. I, I'm so wondering sad. at this point if it was bad enough that they didn't want to release it. They they burned the tapes. <laughs> the, the the hard drives. Eight, so the tapes. The on. 18 minutes of missing tapes are gone forever. <laughs> Um, yeah, so check that. Uh, we have a YouTube playlist in the show notes that has uh, all of the CF Summit recordings. All right. Uh, speaking of CF Summit, that takes us into our conference section. CF Summit East is the next conference coming up. It is April 22nd in Washington, D.C. It's a one-day conference, and it's complimentary. So if you're able to get there to the D.C. area, uh, it's a free conference for you. So thank you, Adobe, for that. Um, before and after are some fun events as well. Uh, after CF Summit East, there is a, a Cold Fusion Specialist Certification. So if you remember this last CF Summit in Vegas, they had brought back the certification. Um, you can take it now in DC the day after the CF Summit East conference. So that would be April 23rd. And before the conference is a workshop by Order Solutions. It's building secure MVC cold fusion applications and that will be done by Mr. Luis Mahano. So uh, you can find more information about CF Summit East and their post-conference workshop on Adobe's website and you can find more about the pre-conference workshop by Luis on building secure MVC cold fusion applications on the Order Solutions website. Sounds pretty good. Um, is that a one-day or two-day training? Those are all, let's see, it's a two-day training for the pre-conference, and it's a one-day uh, certification day. So Got go it. to all of it, four days, beautiful week in D.C. That's a lot of content. If you're in D.C., get your employer over the barrel to pay for that, man. Get some training all over the place. No, what I'm looking forward to. What's that? Into the Box 2020! So May fifth through eight. Um, do we do we have the session online? Is it maybe possibly it, not quite not, yet? Not quite. We I, we have just one or two more speakers to hear from. But okay, uh, so close. It is so much work to get the session all put together. We had like a zillion really good topics, and we have to hear back from everybody to get the the schedule all tied down. But I think we are like mere days away from probably getting that sucker published. All right. What we do have published, though, are the workshops that we're going to be giving. Ooh. So first time uh, at Into the Box this year, we have two days of workshops. And you can either choose one of our two-day workshops to attend, or you, you can mix and match and go to one one day, one the other. Or if you can only make it to one, you can buy one day. But that makes us sad, and we Just hope you can come to two. do both days. You know you want to do it. <laughs> You're um, flying out there anyway. <laughs> what's Save an the money. extra day? <laughs> You can sleep on Gavin's couch in his room. We'll let you do that. <laughs> um, so I think that uh, Eric is going to be doing some uh, Modernize or Die podcast conference edition uh, episodes very soon. That uh, would be Gavin. Uh, oh, did I say Eric? You did. Uh, well, Eric, Gavin, whatever. <laughs> Both you guys. Somebody's doing it. We look um, so alike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, your Kiwi accent is, is <laughs> unmistakable. Yeah, no, Gavin is going to be interviewing uh, all the workshop trainers yep. and I think maybe some of the uh, uh, speakers as well for Into the Box. So because so we basically have kind of three versions of our Into the Box. I'm sorry, 
three versions of our Modernizer Die podcast. We have News Edition, which is what you're listening to right now. We have the Soapbox, where we just could do kind of interviews with people about random things. And Conference Edition is where we uh, basically stump for our upcoming conferences and workshops and talk about what the trainings are. So Yeah, hope you get excited and know which ones you want to attend. Um, so you can go find our, our pricing on uh, intothebox.org. We have left the super early bird pricing, which was when you decided to pay without knowing the workshops. You can still get, take advantage of our early bird pricing and take a look at the workshops there. Um, I want to read them out because there's so many good ones. Um, our two-day workshop, we're going to have both Zero to Hero and Hero to Superhero for Cold Box. Uh, on our one-day workshops, we're going to have BDD, containerization, Elasticsearch, Charlie Earhart's going to come and talk about troubleshooting common cold fusion and Lucy server challenges. And I saved one for last mm. because I'm very excited. We're going to have an introduction to Quick, which is a cold box ORM engine. So it's how to learn Hibernate quickly? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. it's how to learn Hibernate quickly by uh, not using Hibernate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Quick is, a, is our own, I say our, Eric wrote it, uh, is, a, is a, an ORM that's different than Hibernate. It's written entirely in CFML, and it's a lot faster. It's built on top of QB. So I, th is this the first time I've actually done a workshop on just Quick? It is. It is. Last We had a session last year on an intro. This year we got a whole workshop on it. So if you've been... Wondering how you can use it, you know, come out to that, choose that one day workshop and then choose one of the other cool ones the other day. Now's your chance. Choose the intro to BDD. That's mine. I'm doing that one. <laughs> All right. A couple other conferences you guys can make note of that aren't cold fusion, but they uh, are ones that Ordis keeps uh, tabs on and will probably be uh, attending. There's DevNexus in Atlanta. Luis and I are going out there. The Fusion Reactor guys, I know we're going to be on site again. Uh, that's February 19th through 21st. And of course, there's ViewConf as well, which I'd, I've never been to, but views more you guys' you mean, you stuff. You mean with your love of front-end development, Brad? With, you've with never my been. love, my <laughs> love of front-end. So, ViewConf is uh, March 2nd through 4th in Austin. And then I, I see DockerCon here, but I think it got postponed. Um, or did it? Or online or something like that. So it's online an online-only only. conference, Ooh. and you can find out more on docker.com slash DockerCon which is a very hard website to say. <laughs> Docker.com slash DockerCon. Wow. <laughs> Three times fast. Go. So that's it about the conferences. Let's move in and talk about blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. Well, the first one we touched on a little bit, it was from Michael Bourne announcing CFSnippets.com, and he made a blog post talking about uh, why he made it and where he thinks it fits in and where he'd like to go from it. So you can take a look at that blog post and see how you can uh, contribute to this new open source project. Awesome. Um, next we have uh, Matthew Clemente has a blog post notes on migrating from Microsoft SQL Server to PostgreSQL. So that sounds pretty cool. I've, I've never used PostgreSQL, but everyone that I ever hear, including yourself, uh, <laughs> are usually rabidly in love with it. Everyone who uses PostgreSQL seems to really like it. So. It's very true, and I really enjoyed Matt's blog post here. Uh, very well done. It made me think two things right off the bat, and he even has a little footnote in there. I feel like he could have called me out. Maybe he was. <laughs> but uh, one, all the people who think, we'll never change database servers. We're always on the same one. It happens. It happens all the time. And two, 
if you use QB or Quick, it was a conf one line configuration change and it all worked. And there you go. He, he pu pulled that out at the bottom. He's like, I know I could have done this, but whatever. Listen to me, anyways. And it is a good <laughs> thing to, to go read. So thank you for that, Matt. All right, perfect. Next, uh, James Moberg has one uh, tracking URLs, a cold fusion function to parse shipping and tracking numbers. So if you do anything with uh, a company that does shipping, have tracking numbers, looks like he has a little ColdFusion CFC to do that. Now let's see uh, see if we can harass him if he hasn't put it on ForgeBox. I know, I know James was talking about putting something to ForgeBox the other day, and I was like, do it, do it, do it. I had sent him the links and everything. Oh, doesn't look, look like it's up there. All right, James, consider yourself harassed. This looks amazing. <laughs> let's get it up on ForgeBox. It's just a simple... Let's see, box package init and publish. Yeah, it's on GitHub. It's, he's so close. Package init, publish. It's done. In fact, in, in command box five, um, the default storage location for packages will be ForgeBox storage, which means that it just uploads to S3. Right. Um, originally, we were going to make that be a paid feature of you know of a private or paid uh, ForgeBox accounts, but not anymore. Um, S3 storage for your packages up to like 10 gigs is just something any free ForgeBox account can use. So you don't even have to worry about having a, a public Git repo or anything. You can do it, James. Get this baby on ForgeBox. We believe in you. <laughs> James has another blog post about sanitizing console.log from HTML using cold fusion and regular expressions. So this is specifically saving a bunch of content that might have logs that were output in JavaScript and uh, sanitizing those values. So um, it's impressive that both of his libraries used regex. I hat tip to you. Those are, <laughs> those are difficult. <laughs> so. So, now, so now he has two problems is what we're saying. Uh, well, maybe. <laughs> but if you use his library, you won't. So. That's pretty cool. So, so it sounds like instead of having an if statement around the code or removing it for production, he just leaves the console.log statements in and this trips them out. Right, using this function. Nice. Yep. I like that. Good old console.log. All right, I haven't read this one, but I saw it come through. A couple from the uh, Ben Nadell blogging machine. It's the Ben Corner. .net.org.com. <laughs> uh, struct copy does not necessarily return a native struct in Lucy CFML. That's interesting. Um, I saw this come through the Tweety pages, and I hadn't looked at it. Uh, looked at this blog post. Let's see what he's saying here. What's that? Too busy on code. Yeah, I've been too busy on Code Wars to read all Ben's blog posts. So he's using <laughs> struct copy to do a shallow copy, um, but he, the what he got back didn't have struct member functions like each map and filter. That seems like a bug. So no, I think it is since components are kind of considered structs. Mm -hmm. Lucy's struct copy is creating a copy of the component. Oh, he was creating a, a struct copy of a CFC? Yes. Oh. And especially, did, did he right. mention he was doing shallow copying? I can't remember. Well, yeah, struct copy is inherently a shallow copy. See, and that's a Lucy-specific thing. Because mm -hmm. um, then I, there, I have a ticket in the Adobe Bug Tracker for this. been riding away for years. Um, in, in Lucy, you can create like a shallow copy of a CFC by using struct copy and you'll get a CFC instance out of it basically uh, but it, it's different from using duplicate which would give you a deep copy of the CFC and it's much more expensive um, in Adobe Cold Fusion there's no shallow parameter to duplicate and I think when you do struct copy it either, I think it might just blow up if you give it a CFC reference um, so that makes more more sense then that 
he was copying a CFC instance. Right. It's one of the things about having that a dynamic language, right? Is struct returns true for components and for structs. Because so. it's like can be treated as a struct, but right. may or may not have kind all of the earmarks of a struct. Sort of, kind of, maybe. So, mm. Welcome to our dynamic language.com. <laughs> uh, also in the bin corner, we have... Uh, oh, I did see this one as well. The top argument in dump will not protect you from circular references. Uh, so it sounds like he was using the CF dump tag to dump out some, uh, some nested data structures with circular references. And I'm guessing that, it, so if you're not familiar, CF dump, a lot of people never use it, has the top argument. You can say top equals like one. And if you're dumping a, a query result set, you just get the first row. If you're dumping an array, you only get the first item. If you're dumping a struct, uh, it only goes like one level deep. Right. Um, so if you're dumping something that's just massive, you can say, you know, dump top equals 10. Um, and, you know, it, it won't go past 10 uh, items of any kind of collection data type, which is nice. It's but, used uh, common with uh, Hibernate development, actually. Yeah, because you can you, get these massive <laughs> yeah, object graphs you, in Hibernate. When you dump out a, one object in Hibernate, it says, well, I'll just go fetch all the rest of the data in the world. And it happily shows it to you and breaks your browser. <laughs> you end up with the entire database. And um, Adobe, when you get, Adobe Confusion, when you give it a top, you'll see this little um, link instead that says refers to this. And it won't even print it in there. And oh. I, that's what uh, Ben's referring yeah, to. Yeah, so if it finds a circular relationship... Uh, again, this, uh, well, so the last thing I said, it sounds like a bug. I actually don't think it was a bug, but um, this does seem like maybe it is a bug. Let me scroll through here. I'm always telling Ben, like, ah, put in a ticket for that. Because, you know, I think, I think Ben's too hard on himself. He'll say, well, I'm sure this is working as design. I just didn't understand it. And, you know, sometimes I'll reply and I'm like, no, that was crap. Put in a ticket for it. There's no way that's right. <laughs> if you want to help Brad, go through Ben's old blog post and insert tickets. Triple so. there, too. What? Scroll up. Triple equals? Where is he using triple equals? Oh, you said scroll up. You meant scroll down. <laughs> Which way do you want me to scroll? Our editorial cast is helping us here. <laughs> oh, is, is, is this Cold Fusion? Is this Cold Fusion or is this... I think... Sorry, I'm, I'm reading Ben's blog post right now. No, CF Script. This is Cold Fusion code. We were just talking about this today. Ben is using a triple equals sign in his cold fusion code and I was talking today about how nobody knows what triple equal does. Well, first of all, triple equals doesn't work in Adobe cold fusion. Right. Lucy has a triple equals implemented, but it doesn't do what you think it does. And I've never seen anybody use it on purpose to do what they wanted. <laughs> um, in JavaScript, tri triple equals will do a type uh, check as well. So right. false and the string false may be double equals true, but they will not be triple equals mm -hmm. true. In Lucy, triple equals uh, stupidly does what Java does with triple equals, which is it verifies that the, the operands on both sides of the operator are literally the exact same object in memory. So not are these two strings have the same contents, but are these two strings literally the same string instance behind the scenes on the heap, which I think is an incredibly useless uh, thing to have in our language, which gives you no visibility nor control over you know whether or not you have references or exact instances. But people use it all the time on accident because they're used to doing it in JavaScript. They type equals, 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 and they think, oh, type check. Nope. It's not how Lucy does it. And I have a ticket in the Lucy bug tracker from years ago saying, please, can we change this before more people get confused? So Ben, <laughs> your triple equals may not be doing what you think it's doing. 
<laughs> you may get weird behaviors. It is not a type check. Though, if using a component, that might be exactly what you'd like to do to make sure you are getting the exact same one in an array. That would be one of the few times I could actually <laughs> see that being the, useful. Yeah. The key is be careful and know if you need it or not. Yeah. <laughs> Trixie, Trixie Hobbits. This is cool. So Ben basically made his own CF dump that sort of safely will dump these nested uh, data structures without blowing up on it. Okay. Oh my gosh. The Ben corner isn't done. One more. Last Ben. So uh, we're, we're continuing Ben's journey of using the Fusion Reactor API to send custom metrics, mm -hmm. this time to the cloud dashboard. So he goes in this blog post, talks about his experience with it. The, the code that he wrote to wrap that so it doesn't blow up um, in other environments. Mm -hmm. And just uh, kind of his experience. I think at the end he had some takeaways from it about things he'd, he'd like to see getting better. But ultimately, Fusion Reactor is the best thing. Ooh, look at this. Spread. He's giving a shout out to Michael Fluitt, sport engineer from Integral from Fusion Reactor. Mikey is the guy who's going to be on the Fusion Reactor uh, right. live stream along with Charlie Earhart. Mikey knows everything. Winning question, ask Mikey. Ooh, and and Mikey's, Michael is on the CFML Slack team. So if you have a question about Fusion Reactor, um, go to the Fusion Reactor channel in CFML Slack and uh, search for, I, I type at sign and start typing fluid because there's too many Michaels, but there's only one fluid that I know of. <laughs> and you can, you can find Mikey if you, have a, if you think you have a bug in, a, in a Fusion Reactor. And I also have it on good authority that if you ever email support at FusionReactor.com, it basically ends up with Mikey as well. So he does a lot of the support stuff. This is cool. I like this. Uh, I like these kind of fusion reactor things that Ben's been doing because there's a lot of cool stuff in the um, in the. It's called the the Frappy. It sounds like a Starbucks drink. The F R A P I Frappy. Uh, this is just you know, a Java class that you can do create object on, and you can call to send all those metrics. So um, we've used some of this in some of our projects, but I don't think it's really documented that extensively. So Ben has been filling that void. Awesome. There's, that, that was the Ben corner. I think we got through the Ben, ben corner. Ben corner is now closed. Thank you, we're Ben. Gonna, we're going to start charging Ben. It's basically a giant, you know, like advertisement for his blog. It's going to be like a paid spot to feature Ben every week. <laughs> get on this. Get on this, Gavin. Make it happen. <laughs> uh, so another blog from uh, Gray Desmond, trying out CFML on Code Wars. Careful. You'll never come back. <laughs> you'll never leave. This is the nice uh, blog post document, kind of journaling his experience after hearing Gavin do it. So uh, if you want to read some of these experience working on the CFML track on Code Wars, uh, check out Gray uh, Desmond's blog post. And he blogged this on the Adobe uh, ColdFusion portal as well. Right. Yep. He has one more this week, uh, Gray Desmond does, about spinning up a new ColdFusion developer. And I think this is um, very interesting to most of the people listening to this podcast because it was about bringing on a new developer new to ColdFusion. And then what resources there are, how you convince them ColdFusion isn't dead, things like that. I, so. them. I usually just <laughs> grab them by the collar and I'm like, ColdFusion's alive! You know, that, that usually takes it's care of it. every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to do on Twitter, but you know. <clears throat> but he does bring up resources like Learn CF in a Week, or the Learn Modern CFML in 100 Minutes book that you can you can find both of those online. Right? And it's a, it's a good read, uh, especially for anybody who needs to bring on a new developer. So, Yeah, look at that. He has all kinds of links on here. This is excellent. Um, see. Oh, he didn't even mention Command Box in the article. Darn it. 
By the way, I, I've only been half paying attention to the chat. Uh, Matthew Clemente said he was definitely calling you out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Just take care of that. All right, okay. what's what's this next item here? We actually missed one oh, in the gosh. Ben corner. What? What? He has a video this time. Huh? What? Where? Yeah, a video up on Vimeo where Ben Nadal oh, I dives into it. the frappy object. I love mm. frappy. I'm gonna say. Can that you get like a venti iced frappy? Can we do that? <laughs> so um, we're not gonna try to explain the video. Go watch the video. We'll be in the show notes. What if we played the video right now and just like like narrated it to everyone he's clicking on the save icon he's just opened a file wait no he or, closed it or gavin could just replace the images of us and everybody would have a great uh, podcast so <laughs> all right all right so what is this uh uh twitch stuff that we have in our show notes uh we we have a couple tweets one from uh at Sika player on twitter twitter said they hit 1600 followers on twitch and when they get to 400 they were going to do a Cold Fusion code oh, stream. Oh, I saw this tweet, and I, I couldn't figure out if it was actually a Cold Fusion developer or if they were just joking. <laughs> do I don't know. know. Either way, it could be fun. <laughs> so Yeah, Twitch dev, Cold Fusion, live coding, CF, Adobe CF. It's over. Yeah. Seems like fun. So uh, check out this person on Twitch. Let's uh, get them up to 2,000 followers and then have a fun live coding over there. After you reply to them and say, hey, make sure you uh, let us know when you're going live. We'll, we'll plug you. I don't even know if he knows about our podcast. That's pretty cool. Also, have a tweet from Vicky Ryder, uh, WCF hashtags and links to remember. Um, trying to see what this uh, this tweet has in it. All right, just enough color and motion to create an immersive feel while retaining the minimalism of the graphic design. What is she talking about? I'm confused. Some easy to remember aliases for access in the video. Clean social media hash. Community domination, or I mean consolidation. Looks like she's referencing uh, uh, the Cold Fusion tweet here with uh, a bunch of Cold Fusion content. Uh, so yeah, one thing I don't know if we ever had talked about this. I think uh, I think I think it was Vicky that I heard talking about it the other day. That the hashtag for Cold Fusion Summit going forward is just going to be ACF Summit because um, we've always had the issue of overlapping the Cloud Foundry Summit that happens every year. <laughs> Um, and so CF Summit kind of gets both used for both. So then we end up with CF Summit, you know, 2019, CF Summit 2020, CF Summit 2018. Um, and it's kind of lame because the hashtag changes every year. Uh, so I think they're just going to ACF Summit to try to not conflict with Cloud Foundry um, and then be able to keep the same hashtag. So right. I definitely like that move because it annoys me when the, 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 the hashtag changes every year. All righty. That's it for blogs. Uh, tweets. I'm not Gavin. I don't know what it's called. And videos of the week. There we go. <laughs> videos of the week. <laughs> and uh, let's. We want to talk about the coding challenge this month. So last month was the uh, tweeting slash harassing code wars to get CFML up on. And look how well that worked. It did. It really did. <laughs> Fantastically. <laughs> so and there was a lucky $25 gift card winner last month. We're doing the same thing. This month, it is everybody who downloads the CFML Challenge app from ForgeBox and gets all the tests to pass. Um, there is a note by completing the test, not by changing the test. So how, how do we know when <laughs> they've done it? How are we going to track that? Wait, the, the tracking code is built into Windows 95 and Windows 98, and Bill Gates will give you a million dollars automatically 
in union with Netscape Composer and AOL. You just have you to send us a wire transfer of Munchkin. <laughs> okay. Um, but no, seriously. But yeah, this is what Gavin and Michael have been building on their live streams. So make sure to follow them for more information about that. Basically, the module update, and that'll be the submission option. Uh, okay. There's there's some magic, there's a magic sauce built in, I guess. I'll have to, I'll have to try this out. Nice. Okay. So that's the CFML Challenge app on Forgebox. So, uh, are there instructions on how to do this yet? Go to Forgebox.com. <laughs> Forgebox.com. Or IO. I don't know. <laughs> Search it on on the Google webs. On the Googles. <laughs> And Let me see if I can find it. Go to Forge. I like to go to Forgebox. Just click newest, just to see what the latest stuff is. Oh, to see what's I there. I found it. I beat you. Console pretty. Ooh, Abram Adams. When he published this, like three days ago. Ooh. Okay. We got a command gotta, box module. Yeah, move on, Brad. No. No more shiny. No. no I, I wanted to get the link so I could put it in the chat here. So here we go. So CFML challenge app. Boom. Go. Who can who can be there first? Yeah. All right, let's move on to uh, CFML jobs this week. As always, you can visit getcfmljobs.com to see positions available. We have positions this week uh, in Kochi, India, Albany, New York, Boynton Beach, Florida. Sure. I'm really interested in how to say that one. <laughs> Downers Grove, Illinois, and Bengaluru, India. So all full-time positions. A couple of them were uh, junior even, which always makes me excited to see. So Yeah. If you are in search of a cold fusion job, there are some good options and you can check out get CFML jobs for more. Nice. So our, our Forgebox module of the week actually is the CFML challenge app. So I just needed to, to wait until we get down that far in the show notes. I don't read these show notes ahead of time. This is just a spontaneous <laughs> experience for me. In case you couldn't tell. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the CFML challenge app is up on Forgebox. So these are a suite of challenges written in the BDD style, and you're going to be solving the challenges and submitting them through there. This is done by Gavin Pickin and Michael Bourne. You can watch them develop it on the live stream. Um, so you can install it, box server start, and get going. You find it on Forgebox. Boom. And uh, I'm excited. I'm going to do it. So, so with, Do with I get this... to win the gift card? I don't know. They give me Word a for orders, you probably can't win anything. <sighs> Uh, would this, would this, since Gavin's in the room as our producer today, uh, would this be something you could have someone who's new to Cold Fusion do? The first one's just a simple, like, kata. Okay, so it's kind of similar to the Code Wars katas, really simple stuff. I think the first one is reverse string. Reverse string, oh. <laughs> I can imagine how that's going to work. Perfect. So what's our VS Code hint, tip, and trick of the week, Eric? It is an extension called Auto-Close Tag by Jun Han. It has a 2.3 million installs. That's all? That's all. Kind of um, and it will automatically close tags on the languages that use tags. That includes HTML, cold fusion, markup templates, view, if you're using JSX. Now, is it smart enough not to close like a CFLs tag? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Oh, it's configurable. Oh, it is configurable. So well, that many downloads it. can't be wrong. Well, it probably can, but if it's <laughs> configurable, you can fix it if it's wrong. <laughs> I like that. Let's see if they have any animated GIFs for in their documentation. Oh, here it is. Every VS Code extension is like a requirement. You have to have an animated GIF on <laughs> on the README. Uh, um, good times. I mean, this is cool, but I mean, didn't like HomeSite do this like 15 years ago? Hey, everything old is new again. <laughs> it, it is. 
So it brings back the old cool. <laughs> so that's our extension of the week for VS Code Auto Close Tag. I love it. All right. Well, thank you. We've reached the end of the podcast here. We want to thank all our Patreon supporters. So. These oh, do, do we still read them all? We, we will. Yeah. These individuals are personally supporting our open source initiatives. They're helping us make the great things like Command Box, Forge Box, Cold Box, all the boxes, Quick, QB. I had to throw my own in there. Um, and helping us get the continuous development we need for things like that, supporting ForgeBox. Thank you so much. Um, someone pointed out to us that yes. on Patreon, only the higher packages get a mention on the podcast. Right now, we're thanking everybody because we love you. And we do. We love you all so much. But as we get more sponsors, we're going to uh, be trimming that list. So if you want to stay mentioned, make sure to have the right sponsorship level. <laughs> So, you're getting freebies right now, folks. Yes, for being our early adopters. Early go. adopters, that's right. I'm gonna let Brad say it because he's oh, had geez. to practice. Let's see if he can say it in one breath. I've already done that. <laughs> oh, I already did that like the third podcast. Oh, see if I can do it again. All right, so thank you to Andrew Davis, Brian White, Carl von Stetten, Dolly, Dan Carr, Daniel Garcia, David Bellinger, Deedlers, Lesnicky, Don Bellamy, Eric Hoffman, Gary Knight, Jan Yannick, Jeremy Adams, John Farrar, Jordan Clark, Joseph Lamery, Laskma, something that ends with a T, Matthew Clemente, Richard Herbert, Samuel Knowlton, Scott Steinbeck, VJ, and Yogesh Mathur. So I have air left in my lungs. This is what you get for being a trumpet player. Get, <laughs> get the breath support. So thank you so much to all of our Patreon supporters. The The support you guys give is fed directly into our open source products command box cold box quick qb box box this podcast everything box yes modernizer box um <laughs> so you you guys allow us to keep uh to keep doing what we do and we really do appreciate it so um thanks for tuning in and i think uh next week we'll be back to our normal thousands of miles away uh format so last high five yeah last last <laughs> high five we can do in person that's right See everybody, thanks. Yep. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizerdie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Blue Tree Audio.